Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. You know me. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm a, th- a therapist. I think I'm a psychotherapist. I've convinced myself. So I try to convince every. So that's how I roll. That's how I roll. That's what I'm saying. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I am so glad you're here because this is a fucking bonus episode. I have four guests and we're going to have like a fucking crazy rocking argument no conversation argument conversation no it'll be really interesting but before i get to the specifics on that um i just want to tell you a few things first of all uh i am so proud of our station we had the first mixer last sunday where we all all got together without masks and we just really like we are awesome it was it, it you know you really got to sign up for our newsletter and come to something because i have to tell you it is such an interesting uh real authentic group of people with such strong passionate varied interests and they're all they all like to drink and smoke weed so and eat we ate pizza i mean you can't lose you cannot lose in that situation but you know the thing is we did have pizza okay i think somebody donated it but we do we do need money we are we are in deep doo doo here so please go to radio free brooklyn and think about just check us out think about donating okay just just go to radiofreebrooklyn.org and just just think about it. Um, I also want to remind you, there's a great, we're having a great music event tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, Radio Free Brooklyn Presents, uh, and it's at Bar Frida's seventh grade girl fight, dirt bikes, Barrette, and Castle Black. She, uh, Leah Salent was on my show last week. We were talking about it. It's going to be a fucking rocking evening, and I will be there. It's Friday, and a lot of the hosts. Friday, May 20th at 7.30, Bar Frida, 801 Seneca Avenue, Ridgewood, Queens, New York. Tickets are $10 and available at the door. Um, so, okay, so this is, uh, this is a very, very unusual episode in that I'm not, I'm not hosting. I'm not going to host it. I'm going to turn that over to a fabulous painter, Christopher Stout, and we are going to be discussing a, an art exhibition that's on now, on now through June 3rd at, at Arcade, Curato- Arcade Project Curatorial at 56 Bogart Street, right near the station, okay, L Train to Morgan. Okay, so... Christopher, I'm going to turn it over to you. You have to introduce us till we do that. Hi. Okay. Hey, friends. How are you? All right. So I'm going to start by pointing and having everyone introduce yourself. I think the thing that's most important is to say I am here moderating this because the radio personality is also the interviewee. And so it's impossible for you to both ask questions and answer questions. I'm a Gemini. I can't even do it. And so I am here to keep conversations flowing and ask questions so that everyone in the room can just have a great free form discussion and talk about the show we're here to okay, discuss. Okay, and I'm here to be rude. I love because it. Because if, like, I know the timing, so if somebody goes off, do not take it personally whatsoever. I may, I may like, try to get you guys to move on if we get into, like, 
details. Okay. Great. Let's start with you. What Uh-oh. is your name? What's your role in this project? Why are you here? Okay. Um, there's a bunch of reasons. That's a complex question. But anyway. I'm Make Lisa- it short. Okay. I'm Lisa Levy, right? Dr. Lisa. And in this, I'm Lisa Levy. And I am, um, I'm going to call it a conceptual artist. It sounds really pretentious, but that's the reality. And I am heavily involved in this project. Um, but what do you think of my work? And uh, I don't, I, I, you know what? I am so heavily involved in it that I'm not going to even define exactly what I'm not going to define it right now. Great. We'll get there. Lady on my right, who are you? Why are you here? Why are you in this project? Hi. um, I am M. Charlene Stevens. I am the founder of the Arcade Project Empire, um, the publication Arcade Project Zine, and the gallery Arcade Project Curatorial. You have a voice for radio. You do, baby. God. Thank you. Man on my left, who are you? Why are you here? I'm Roman Kalinowski. I'm the uh, senior editor of Arcade Project Dean and the associate director of Arcade Project Curatorial. Wonderful. Can you say that again? I'm not sure we got it. Oh, I'm sorry. My my name is Roman Kalinowski. I am the uh, associate director of Arcade Project Curatorial and the senior editor of Arcade Project Zine. I love it. Now we're all here. Sherilyn, who are you? Why are you here? My name is Sherilyn Neidhart. I'm an artist. And with Lisa Levy, I am the co-creator of What Do You Think of My Work? Great. So we are here, friends, to discuss a show at Arcade Project Curatorial, which is titled Sky Cleary's Open Studio. But what do you think of my work? And this is a show that has been conceived and brought to life literally, by Sherilyn and Lisa. Can you two take us through what's going on? Uh, well, um, just some countertransference. This is making me a little nervous because this is not what I usually do. But I just want to say one of the things that Sherilyn and I have fought over who uh, gets the most credit. So that's part of what's on my mind now. Because she thinks I should get the most credit, more credit. We've there's tension here. So I'm, I mean, we want each other to have more credit. So it's gray area. But anyway, um, so the thing is, it's, um, I, it actually did start because I was interested in, um, the relationship that men had with sex dolls that they were married to. And so I wound up finding a therapist that, um, dealt with those men, helping them transition into real women from sex dolls. I developed a relationship with this shrink. She actually gave me the sex doll as a gift. And I wound up um, thinking that um, she would be a great way to discuss um, the I, uh, the the role that young women have the 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 responsibility of sex the responsibility and the freedom that women have for being sexual objects particularly as beautiful young women great so how did a sex doll that was the tool of an art therapy sorry a therapist practice change into sky cleary artist 
Okay. Well, I have um, a lot of feelings as an older woman. I have a lot of feelings about um, young women, how they use their sexual power. And are they exploited? Are they not exploited? And one of the things that I really like, are they exploiting themselves? What are they, they should be benefiting from it. The thing that I worry about with young women is when you get older and you don't have that same sexual power, um, what happens then? And some women, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger, that could, that's a big question. Um, which has a million answers. So, and for each individual. But the thing is, is that I felt that as a stripper or an exotic dancer, that the dancer has agency over that. They are salespeople making money off of guys who are paying them who for sex or, you know, sexual whatever, um, and the men think that the women, they, they imagine the women are in, you know, like them and the women are actually in charge and they are benefiting from it. So with that sensibility, um, that is basically why, why she's a stripper. But I also, we also made her an art student because that way she can use she the reason she's stripping is because for a very good reason she's paying to um be an art student and make her art okay so let's build on this relationship and make it even more diverse and rich we've started with a sex doll that is the tool of a therapy practice we have added in a big fucking idea by a conceptual artist let's make it a trifecta um, Sky is not a conceptual artist. Sky is a reality, a realist painter. And there's a realist painter that is part of this project. So let's talk about Sherilyn. Let's talk about how she gets involved. Let's talk about what she brings to the table. Let's talk about how all the things in the space are like mostly originated from Sherilyn's studio. Like, so how does this become from a dynamic duo into a trifecta of actors? Well, the thing is, is that we're not Sher- talking Sherilyn. No, but she was shaking her head when she said uh, Sky is not a conceptual artist. And I think Sky is a conceptual artist because the way that Sky works is um, through the practice that I used to use in advertising, where you put a headline and a visual together and you have a strong statement. Sure. That's the best advertising. So the idea here is to communicate all of Sky's feelings about um her work about working as a sex you know as a sex worker um to communicate the whole range of feelings so i've made a poor choice of words which has gotten us off track my point was we have a doll and we have a lisa we need a sherilyn because there are three parts in this project well, Let's get Sherilyn in the Sherilyn and I are a team creating the work. I mean, she's obviously responsible for the paintings and I'm responsible for the, the the words. But you you know, you can't really divide a line. I mean, a lot of it is just the vibe, the emotion, the 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 thinking that goes on and a lot of this we we thought about it all together. It the headlines and the visuals were all thought up together. Cool. So, Sherilyn, can we vibe? Can we hear about you joining the project? Can we hear about, like... Yeah. Uh, Lisa came to me with this idea, and I think 
she told me she was very embarrassed to even ask me to participate uh, if I would make paintings as this character that we ended up co-creating. Co um, and as soon as she told me the idea, I thought it was maybe the best idea I'd ever heard. And I was very excited to work on it with her. And it really has been super fun. Um, um, sorry. I We did work on the paintings together. We, we developed all the imagery that's in the paintings together. Uh, the words are Lisa's, but we we matched up the words with the images. Um, so that I wouldn't say they're my paintings, even though I physically painted them. They're very different from the work that I normally do. Cool. Let's talk about the paintings. What are the paintings uh, about? The paintings a lot are about um, the artist's feeling of having her body looked at, primarily by men, of needing to use her body of like what that body means, like paying for that body um, with regards to healthcare or finances. Um, I have a practice that includes a lot of figure drawing. So there are a lot of bodies that are represented in these representational paintings. Cool. And just because the audience, the whole goal of this show is to get people into the space and see Sky and see her show and understand what's going on. Somebody make this real for me. Somebody in this room, walk me through the exhibition. I'm walking in the gallery. What do I see? What is Sky's open studio? So it's really just an open studio with... What does that mean? Okay, an open studio, for those of you who have never been to them, is just kind of like a put, putting all where you work, where the artist works, and making it like on display, putting fixing it up so that when people people can come and see where they work and maybe the paintings are hung a little bit nicer and stuff like that. There's wine, things like that. So it's just showing off your work and where you work. And um that's all it is. And Sky is you know, she looks just like a regular art student. She's dressed like an art student at uh, Open Studio. So when you go in there, I don't even think you, I think it's a little confusing, frankly, more so than I thought, because I think people, you just feel like you're in somebody's studio. Like I felt disconnected when I was in there that I had anything to do with it because I felt like I was literally in somebody's studio the somebody happened to be made out of silicon but it was her studio i'm still can't decide if i'm not confused almost confused a little confused and just say it again so i really make sure i understand it i walk in the gallery the gallery is set up like sky studio and sky is there with all of her art paraphernalia and her paintings and everything and she's doing an open studio and that's the show is that right do i got yeah. it yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. It's like a faux, it's like a gallery that is used. It's like, it doesn't, you don't even, you could, it's confusing whether you're kind of like in a gallery or in somebody's studio. Yeah, the entire gallery is an installation. Exactly. Yeah, Thank it's, you. A, it's, a, it's a fully immersive installation. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. So I'll just say that as a person, I'm an artist who's hosted a lot of open studios in my own studio. And I think it really adds, like if we had just hung Sky's paintings as a gallery show, that really doesn't, doesn't speak to the heart of what this project is, which is that we created, we created a whole metafictional artist. So having the installation with her art accoutrement and her being present and her inspiration, like her little magazine pictures taped on the walls 
and pictures of her at her job. Like that brings more of Sky into the studio, into the into the art, into the viewer's experience. Got it. So we would thank you. That's actually great. It leads me right into my next point. I'm loving this. So <laughs> something that we commonly ask people who are artists when they're doing a show is how much of this is first party narrative, meaning about me, my life. How much of this is third party narrative, which is me plucking something from somewhere else and bringing it into my life. And so here we are. We have this character. Her name is Sky. She's a stripper. She's paid for her art education through her outside job, but she's working in the art world and she's trying to make it. She's like managing between two identities. She's trying to fuse them together. Like, what are you saying about yourself, Lisa? What are you saying about yourself, Sherilyn? What are you saying about society? Like, walk me into what's going on in your head. Okay, well, as... um. So I was always growing up or as a young woman, I'm in my 60s now, as a young woman, I was always kind of the best friend of the really pretty girl. And so I was always like, I, ha- you know, always like, you know, around, you know, around women who did very well with men. But I particularly, because I'm a weirdo and have a big mouth, did not. I did okay. Um, and I also, particularly at my job, my career in advertising for 30 years, I saw a lot of women getting ahead because they could manipulate men. I could not, you know, from a sex, from their sexual currency. I did not have that because of my relationship with my dad. That's a whole other story. But a lot of it, I felt, I mean, I'm going to be honest and say, like, I was resentful. But now that I'm older, um, I'm kind of glad I didn't rely on that because um, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm not, I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting by my sexual currency anyway. The thing is, though, I'm also very protective of young women, and I feel that um, young women do they alternatively they own their power and then sometimes. Um, you know, waste it or or allow themselves to be exploited. Sherilyn, same question. Um, well, Sky is wholly a fictional creation, of course. Um, but I think a lot of the messages that are carried in the paintings are ones that are very close to my heart as well, which are about, for example, the way capitalism forces us to do things we aren't totally comfortable with. Um, about the things that we all have to do for money. And I think it also speaks to artists deciding if they're going to make work that they think is commercial or the work that's most meaningful to themselves. Um, I think having a, a sex worker as the center of that narrative like, is a little exaggerated, but it's an exaggeration that makes a point about how capitalism impacts women specifically. Sherilyn is literally the queen of the lead-in question. So both of you. She's just really articulate. <laughs> Very well. Why do you think... I can't handle this. This is a lot of pressure for me. I'm not in charge and I just can't handle it. Get over it. So why do you think that Sky needed to be in the sex work industry? And why do you think that Sky needed to be an artist? What are you accomplishing through well, those choices? I guess I was relating to Sky as an artist. So I felt, and I'm also somebody that, exp- I have these feelings that I've been struggling on how to communicate them. 
and I'm not a young woman. So this is a way to communicate what I've been thinking about through art, through making art, which is the way that I communicate. Um, go ahead, Sherilyn, you'd just do it. <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say. I know. <laughs> no worries, we can flip the script. So Sherilyn had an opening last night, so we're a little hungover. Maybe. Uh, we have two beautiful gallerists here. We do. Why, 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 why did you need to show this work? Oh my goodness, I have so much on this one. Well, when I first came up with um, the concept for Arcade Project as a publication, as a print What year is this? This was 2005. Okay. And I, um, so I, when I was in art school, um, I had a good friend, um, Kelly Blunt, and um, she was um, work stripping um, to, you know, support herself through the MFA program. I am open about this because her MFA thesis project was about, you know, um, she was doing um, photography. Um, I think she's painting now, but, and it was amazing work, and I, and I wanted to show that, um, do that series in a print scene, and I had it all laid out and everything, and we decided to go online, and we didn't do, and it was a themed series. It was going to be about sex, which has been about sex, love, relationships, sex work, um, and, you know, everything that goes with it. And so that concept zine, um, print zine, you know, fell through, but the um, but the digital version, you know, was, um, was birthed, and then the gallery, and here we are. So... Uh, my point is, I think that we all know Sky Cleary. Mm, totally. I think everyone knows someone. Um, and the sex industry and the art world are very much intertwined. That's interesting. Cool. Roman, same question. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I was doing my uh, MFA at Pratt, every every year practically had somebody who was in a, uh, a Sky Cleary kind of situation where, you know, he or she was... You know, they were supporting themselves through some other, other way of working, which then worked their way, worked this way into their artwork. So this is like a conceptual art expose for you. Well, um, also, I think it was very timely, like um, with the issues uh, around labor these days, and um, and the whole anti-work. You know, just um, there was a lot. Um, there was a um, there was a. Um, there's a lot about work, working conditions. Are people satisfied their work? Mm-hmm. I found a lot of that in the text. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but also the student loan issue, you right. know, with the whole Biden, you know, please cancel student loans. Ten grand will not even make a dent. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so so um, I imagine Sky Clear. Like, what is the alternative? To getting an education with today's um, with today's um, tuition and fees without taking a loan that will mm-hmm. put you in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rich parents. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is someone who maybe said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to do this without borrowing money," and you know that that's one way you know that you can that as like you can do that. Mm. Um, and and then it goes back to Sherilyn, you know. You know the things you have to do to survive in a capitalist system. You know, and and the art world. You know, it's it kind of straddles 
capitalism and Marxism. Like we learn all this Marxist theory in, um, in art school and then have to try to survive in a capitalist system in, um, so that we don't starve to death, but still trying to maintain these values, you know, back when we were young idealists. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump down a rabbit hole for a second and then I'm going to jump right back out of it. Talk to me about Arcade Project because you're in your first, your inaugural year as a gallery space. Talk to me about programmatically what you're trying to accomplish and how this show and this messaging fits into the big picture of what you're trying to do. What well, are you about? Um, well, I like the um, I like the word fit because I um, I love the space. The space is the space is small, and the space always um, welcome to New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the space always provides a curatorial challenge. And when it's done well, it's done so well. And so something, um, and and so I, I definitely, uh, the part of the program, I love installations. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in high school in the 80s, like, you know, going to, like, you know, museums and galleries. Just me, is if you had an installation, I'm in it and, you know, just immersing myself in it. So um, it's just perfect for that. And I'm... Definitely, so definitely, you know, want to do some installation art. I don't, um, the program is kind of just Roman, it's like what we like, you know. We, yeah, what we, do you like? Well, Roman and I bonded on digital art, yeah, digital art and um, posthumanist theory, things like that. Yeah, we bonded on um, Catherine, um, Kat, what's her middle initial? Yeah, and, and Catherine Hales, and Catherine Hales, and the book, um, who, whose work really does sort of straddle those two worlds of, you know, mm-hmm. she's very involved in electronic literature and she's very involved in the philosophy of the post-human. And that's what kind of brought us together at the very beginning. But you guys were also on a huge art fair path before you like assumed it into a gallery and True. you cut a lot of teeth. And if you look at your shows, there are light motifs that connect things together. You're kind of hiding a little bit on what it looks like. What are you about? What am I about? Your program. What's your program about? (laughs) (laughs) The beauty of it. That made me feel better. You know what? That made me feel better because I felt like I was stumbling. But you know what? Can I tell you? Can I just jump in and tell you like how quickly um, that this show came together with Arcade? I mean, I was I was in love with the show that you had of that artist and you just said her name i'm not gonna remember it but i walked in there and i was like this is great oh yeah and i was in there um and just i went back twice because i really wanted to like spend time with it and uh see the video and stuff like that and charlene and i just started talking and then like i don't know how it came up but like we by the time i mean i was there like 15 minutes talking and by the time we live would like let me she was saying let me talk to roman and then like a few hours later we were like we're doing the show <laughs> i mean it was well, really perfect for the but i want to answer the question like charlene oh. and roman's taste is toothy it's statematic it's forward it's rad- looking yeah and you're trying to fuck with us all a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, Roman and I are both like um, not only, you know, fans of digital art, post-humanist theory. We both also like have some really sick taste. We love like Cronenberg body horror. 
Um, Definitely. <laughs> um, we're both, you know, we're, we're both big, uh, like sci-fi, horror. Um, Roman is more of the anime and, ma- and manga, manga. Yeah. And um, uh, where his um, artistic practices and um, where I differ from Roman is I watch soap operas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like I'm not in, yeah, I'm not into the manga. He's not into the soap operas, but we definitely come together with whatever is a little sick, weird, but forward facing, um, and um, like futurism, and um, and also we're just kind of both, we're both kind of big into philosophy. Cool. All right, so we've done a lot of really important groundwork and quality work. I just yes. want to put that out there because yeah. the quality is incredible. It's always. Like really smart, really well made, really well thought out. Not and any crazy person will do. You have to be an exceptional yeah, crazy person. Yeah, for and sure. It's, and it's all a bit political, just not screamingly didactic. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. You know, it's not just, what is it? All right, so we understand the ecosystem of the gallery. Mm-hmm. And we understand what an open studio is. And we understand why Sky needed to be an artist. And we understand why Sky needed to be in sex work. And everyone talked about the thoughts in their head about what was going on to make this work. Now let's, now we can walk into the show. So Lisa and Sherilyn guide us. Think about the paintings. Talk about the paintings. Talk about what's going on. We've done the pre-work. Okay, okay. Sherilyn, you talk about the paintings because you made the paintings. (laughs) You talk about it. Well, I mean, making the paintings was a really amazing experience for me I never tried to paint as someone else before um and that was actually a really joyful experience I feel like all the bio work that we did together I really understood who this person was and how she would paint how she would approach the picture making process that was different from my own which turned out to be uh, rather thinly painted. Sorry, can you uh, talk about how the process is different from your own? That's fascinating. Very different. Uh, the first set of paintings that I made for Sky is seven paintings that I think I made in four days. I just, Ouch. like, once I got it, it was like a lightning bolt into my brain. And, that's what and I just, like, I felt like I almost just vomited the paintings out. Um. And, you know, we've, Lisa and I have talked about this a bit where it's like this almost, because we did it through this fictional person who's like a shared avatar, there's a way that the paintings don't completely feel like mine, but they are, but they're not. And, uh, you know, my, I know Christopher is very familiar with my own personal work that has my name on it, which is, tends to be very graphic. It tends to be uh, like use a lot of thick, heavy oil paint. They're very large paintings. Sky's paintings are manageable. They're stuff that she could carry from her studio to art school, perhaps. Um, they're, they're painted in acrylic. They're very fast. Um, they use a lot of uh, commercial, more commercial imagery, things that you might recognize from like print ads, for example. Um, whereas my work is very like, you know, talk about transparency and reflection. They have a lot of double exposure images in them that they're about cityscapes. It's like a completely different head. I'm totally just picking up on it. And again, full disclosure, I used to have my studio space. We used to share studio space together. And it's just dawning on me that Sky Cleary works in acrylic 
And I have literally <laughs> gone to a 90 minute talk where you talk about the technology of how to make oil paint, like just an emerging art student using acrylic versus Sherilyn, who is like a master paint maker. Like that difference can't be understated enough or overstated enough. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that also enabled the paintings to be made a lot more quickly. Too. Absolutely. You know, it's really funny because Sherilyn is actually her her practice making the is a lot closer to Sky. Like it feels like she's really making the output of Sky. Like Sky to me and Sherilyn is not an in, in an anatomic inanimate object sky is a real personality sure i'm curious about um because there is a difference in painter style um paint um um, painting styles um such as like sherilyn's brush strokes and sky's brush strokes are very different um they're actually i actually used a different whole different set of brushes literally wow I didn't even know. And that. This what is why do, we're here. And I have a question. Um, what do you do to um, channel sky when you're painting? Like, how do you um, how do you get into character? I well, I if I'm in the studio, I mostly will listen to podcasts or words. Um, and I don't do that when I'm painting as sky. I listen to music, and I have a couple of uh, Spotify playlists in particular that I paint as sky. What's on them? Um, like, I don't know, like a lot well, you of you do know, <laughs> give us the dirt. Wasn't it some stuff that you listened to when you were in art school? I didn't go to art school. Okay. <laughs> or when you were in school, because I mean, I, I, cause I remember I, some stuff I when I was. College, so. <laughs> so I want to understand because we've thrown out all these keywords of what the painting's about. They're about sex work. They're about your customers. They're about her customers. They're about feminism. They're about this, like, did you make a list of hot topics for Sky and then carve them out into the paintings? Are all the paintings about the, all the things? Are some of the paintings about each things? Like, I don't no, understand how I that works. It's more organic than that. I yeah, mean- and also, there's the first set of paintings address, I think, more her body. And I feel like, correct me if you disagree, Lisa, but mm-hmm. the, the newer paintings that we made specifically for this installation have more to do with uh, men looking and mm-hmm. it, oh, it like and uh, Sky's perceived audience. Yeah, I think also the fact that um, we were able to go to Pumps, so we contacted Pumps, and um, a big shout out to it's a great you know go to the Pumps. Strip, strip we pump. have all the time in the world for you to explain what this means. What do you mean we went to Pumps and like like flesh it out? Okay, so. We decided that um, we wanted to illuminate the side of Sky that was at work, what she was like at work. We knew what she was like in the studio and as a student. So um, I contacted Pumps, and they were very generous, and they let us go in there and bring Sky and take pictures of her, quote-unquote, at work. Um, it, you know, they even where is pumps? Pumps is on. Um, oh I'm my, not a heterosexual. I don't know this shit. 1089 Grand Street. So here in Brooklyn. Here in here in Brooklyn. Had you ever been before? Sure. Okay. But um, I hadn't met the, the owners or anything. So um, I think in that environment we were able to really see her at work and see her as a stripper by and, seeing her contemporaries. Well. Yeah. 
and seeing her in the environment and talking to people i met so many um so many of the women were like yeah i i did that i went to art school i paid for it you well know? i was inspired like when i was thinking of pumps and only fans i was inspired by actually kelly I, I, de- I didn't realize that until now. Oh, that's interesting. I was inspired by her series of um, of, of photographs that, um, you know, that were done at her place of employment. And, um, and yeah, when we were talking about, you know, when we were um, talking, you know, we're talking about the show and the installation, I felt it would be much more, immer- um, much more immersive if this person, you know, you know, if she has this place of work, like we show, you know, we show her on location, but also, you know, Sky Cleary also because, you know, the clubs, you know, strip clubs weren't open during, you know, the pandemic, you know, she had to do with a lot of other sex workers had to do and she got, and she has only fans. And let's give a big shout out to Revan Worman, who was a photographer that took these pictures and they're really fabulous pictures of Sky, at, you know, on, uh, Behind the bar and, you know, at the pole and in the dressing room. Are these in the show? And they're all in the show and you should come see them. Are they on Sky's Instagram? Um, Not yet, but they are are in the gallery's Instagram. They're in the gallery. Are Um, they on her OnlyFans? Jesus, you guys. (laughs) Jesus, Sharon, they're giving us shit is what they're doing. (laughs) I feel bad. I didn't press. I did not press when we started talking about Marxism, but now there's pictures of a lady in a lady bar, and I want to know where we can see them. You assholes should just come to the gallery and see them in person because (laughs) they're I did. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It opened on Friday 13th, and I was there, and that again is another. I'm not thing. talking to you. Well, on um, Friday the 13th is a lucky day for me. So it was a lucky that day. That was all about me. So I, I, I also want to tell you that like my, I mean, I've been living with this and living with the doll for like two, two or three years now. And I have to tell <laughs> you that when film. it came together, it uh, really transcended. Like it just seems so real and it kind of blew my mind. I felt really disassociated last Friday when I was actually in the room. I didn't feel like I had anything to do with it. I felt like I was literally in Sky's studio and it was really weird. Yeah, we were just <laughs> hanging out in the studio yeah. drinking. Yeah. We were in Sky's studio, but I want to flip the script yet again because there is an introvert who is not even an introvert, but is being an introvert in this meeting for no reason, who's also like the constant workhorse and enabler of Arcade. <laughs> Roman is the person who was the key player in helping putting Sky's studio together and bringing everything to life. Can we talk about installation a little bit and sure. like let Roman get involved? Yeah. Take me through Roman. installation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was. I think the installation was uh, a pretty organic process. I mean, I've seen a lot of graduate studios in my time. You know, I went to Pratt. I go to open studios quite a bit to try to support the each each generation of students. Does Sky Studio look like your studio? It's a lot cleaner than my studio. Um well, it was organized. a visit. It was a studio. It was cleaned up for them. Yeah. Some people don't clean up their studios. Yeah, I, I, I never <laughs> did. Not Scott. Yeah, I, she, she's going to be selling work. So pe- Some people hide their has. pot so people won't ask for any. 
By the way, I just want to say these paintings are um, the this the the installation is really incredible, and it really gives um, a whole deeper meaning to the paintings. Yes. Um. So you really should see it together. But what's really great is that the paintings, because Sharon was able to use acrylic and make them a little faster than normal that we were able to price them in a way that younger people could get them. Yes. And I'm very, very proud of that because um, I love to, I think they're perfect for like somebody who is learning about art or learning about collecting or just really wants People can buy them. People can actually buy this art and have it in their home. And yeah. wants to have a painting that presents a real conversation topic without beating someone over the head with right. it. Right. And Sherilyn and I would both, like if you bought one of our paintings from um, maybe somewhere else, possibly, it probably would cost more. Right. Possibly. But yes, it is a very accessible price point for people to, um, you know, for people to start collecting. And, there, and, what, and about the, what about the sketches with the writing on them? I mean, you can buy something. Yeah, I mean, we have like, yeah, it's... um, Prices start at like, well, the photos are $50, right? I want everyone to go to the gallery. I want everyone to think about themselves as an emerging collector or a a, a re-emerging collector or a continued collector. I still want to talk about installation because it was such an exceptional job. It looks like an open studio. How did you decide? Did you decide? How was it decided? What was going where and why? Yeah, I, I felt like the first thing we had to do was sort of make the studio look like a functional studio to make really sell the illusion. So we had to make sure that, for example, if Sky is right-handed, we had to make sure the paints were on the right side and her source materials were on the left. So if she was going to be painting on the canvases that are attacked on the front wall, we had to make sure that was that was possible in the setup. And there's drop cloths, there's tables, there's paraphernalia, there's paints, there's yeah. like, like, give me more. Yeah, we have her um, her drawing station set up as well. On there's a table that's off often on the right side of the room that has uh, you know all the stuff that you need to, need to make the drawings that are on the wall and it's books. Yeah, the books. We have a milk crate, you know, full of books. Barbara Kruger. What is Sky reading? Uh, some Barbara Kruger in there. There's some um, tarot book. Yes, there's a tarot book. Does she book. have any Judith Butler? I mean, isn't that what the men require? I don't think there's Judith Butler. I'll have there. to bring her a Judith Butler. <laughs> yeah. That's every Does Barbara Kruger make Sky a better lap dancer? Uh, well, this is her art studio. Okay. You so, know, and she's she's pretty discreet. I mean, there is a bag with like some of her. She's like, not discreet at all. Well, <laughs> she has a little vibrator hanging out. Is this a little I mean, pocket rock? I was there, Lisa. Don't lie to my audience. Well, I mean, it's not like, you know, there's a big, you know, it's not like she has a thing with all her like underwear hanging out. Yeah, her, there's her not outfits. a, a pole. But, but you have to, there is a bag there and you can look in and see. No, I def- and definitely there's we needed to have. Details. There's yeah. details. All, there's little things things that you can find everywhere there's like sketchbooks and um i put in one of the pads that we had written all our notes on and you there's just little discoveries everywhere yeah Yeah, so true or false i feel as a viewer that sky is very comfortable with both sides of her profession oh but sky is has dissonance around how other people looking in perceive her. Is that true or false? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Are you comfortable with both sides of Sky's professional life? 
Well, I'm angry. I mean, there's a lot of anger because I feel that um, sex workers are, I feel like women, I feel like society really needs to own the fact that people would be better off if they had the option to pay for sex. I mean, maybe not the whole, not all the time, but if paying for sex seems like it would be a normal thing. And I think we should normalize that. I think there are people who are great at doing that. Well, why can't I get a happy ending massage? I mean, <laughs> we're not going to have true equality until women can go in and get a happy ending massage. I agree. I and I and it guy. should be normal. Oh, See? let's, um, yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> this is but, the thing. Because, um, yeah, I mean, we want our kinks you know, you know, rubbed out and to get rubbed out as well. I right. mean, it's not, it, I mean, it's, it's, exactly. it's really slanted towards male desire yeah. where, you know, shoot, I don't, I, I, I don't want to deal with any, I mean, I'm, I, I'm tired of, I mean, I had this idea for a bar. <laughs> this is exactly what you're talking about. I had this idea for a bar that I wanted to organize. I almost, I tried, but it was, well, forget it. But I want to, I want to have a bar where women can go in and men, men are handsome men are paid to be there, and they come over to the women at the bar, and they tell them how beautiful they are, and they make out with them, or they fondle oh, so them. It's like a host romance. bar rather than a hostess bar. Women want romance, and I, don't I think know, not all women, the time. we have your nice That's job. That's what I want. You want you want to get you want to get it. You well, want to have I, your orgasm. I want to be told I'm beautiful. I just want to say that I feel like in America, people are. That's easy. I just want to say in America, in America, that people are just as unclear and uncomfortable about how they would pay for fine art in the same way that they're uncomfortable for how to pay about sex work. Discuss. Oh, about fine art. I I see fine art as fine art is a dumb word. Just art. Art, I see art as a different um, ecosystem. Don't or you a find people don't thing. trust themselves or know or feel empowered or know that they should or can? To, to or- tell you the truth, because, um, you know, I made a living, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in corporate America that, um, and I never made money, you know, I never had to live off. Or I am very. I, I'm really focused on making what I want to make because I'm, I'm, I have no guarantee or no, I can't think whether people buy it. So I'm not a good person to talk to about that, really, I think. Sure. I mean, and whatever. Well, I think the good news is that you've made the art that you wanted to make here. And yeah. it is also something that I feel rather fearlessly that people that want to buy art would walk in and identify with. And feel very proud and successful at purchasing it. For sure. I'm very, very, like I've said, I am very, I am, you know, neurotic and all that. But I am extremely proud of the show. I came out exactly like the way it, I'm very, 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 very proud of it. And I don't say that lightly. So there you go. I did it. I would like to say that um, I have always liked strippers. I knew a lot of strippers in San Francisco. I think what strippers do is very incredible. It's like a magic trick what they do. And I really connected with the content of the paintings over that. I feel like what artists do is very magical too. We bring feelings to the surface that aren't always acknowledged. And art can be a magic trick in the same way that uh, stripping and dancing is a magic trick, too. I love it. 
So I want to talk about opening night. We are currently now rounding out week one of the show at Arcade. And everyone in this room was at the opening. And there is sometimes an aha moment where you're at opening night. And whether you're the gallerist or part of the gallery or the artist or whatever, people walk in, they see things, they look at you and they start a conversation. They ask questions, they make comments, or you learn things. What have you learned about this show from opening night and from your experience or from your experience in talking to people on Sky's Instagram or people who responded to the gallery email or anything? Like, what have you learned about this body of work in the last week? Everybody well, answer. Oh, I Actually, for me, it came just before the opening. I had gotten there an hour or two beforehand to set up and somebody came by early to sort of get a sneak preview of the show. And he um, he looked in and walked around and said, "Oh, oh, when is uh, when is Sky coming by? Will she be here at the, at the opening?" And I said, um, "You're looking at her right there. She's you know." And he uh, he fell for the narrative that we've been presenting about Sky being this autonomous being, and he really thought that she was an MFA student who was also well, she in the is. But, but that she was also a real person. That she oh. wasn't this fictional character. He was. So immersed in the fiction around the show that he didn't stop to think whether it was real or not. And yeah. I thought that was a really interesting way to kick off the opening. Yeah, I mean, wait, I just want to make one point that we, we've often de- described it as like playing with dolls. Yes. So when you walk in there, you have a doll that you can like pretend is a real doll. It, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But I left, um, when I wrote the press release for the show, I, and I, I purposely left it like kind of, you know, kind of open-ended why which um i like open-ended narratives <laughs> I, mean, I i like repeat i like for viewers to be um to come in a space and discover something in the art or to be able to um filter it through you know their own um, experience and psyche um if I don't think that you need to um, to give too much. Now, I think I was a little too good at leaving it open in a narrative because a lot of people just think it's a studio visit. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, be careful thing, what which, you wish for. That's another thing which has been happening is, you know, it's in a the gallery. It's in the 56 Bogart building. And it's a building which has quite a few galleries. It also has a lot of independent artist studios on the upper floors. And there's a few on the main floor as well. And I think that some people are buying into the illusion of the studio and think, oh, this artist just left her door open and, uh, you know, aren't really going yeah. in and looking I, at it. Yeah, yeah people... I didn't realize that. I I was confused by that, too. That <laughs> I was confused that people were confused. Um, I But, yeah, I had people, like, um, before I came in here, um, walk past. And, like, it was just a studio, and I, and I had the music on. And... You know, and and um, yeah, so now we do have the challenge of letting people know, no, this is a gallery. This is an installation. Yeah. So back into the question, like what, if anything, have you learned about Sky's practice in the last week or week and a half through the audience's experience? Mm-hmm. They really like her work. I mean, I, we're, I'm getting a lot of um, I'm getting a lot of um, positive feedback um, on the paintings. Um, because you know, because it's, it's you know the the you know you stayed thematic. You know, it just was, you know, it's it's, it's creating the. You, not only did you create the character of Sky, but Sky makes good work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm. I mean, for me, you know, being 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 in it, um, I would say that 
the people who have heard me going on about it in the process have all been like exceeded expectations. Like like my husband, for example. Oh, he's Phil been was it. like the MVP, man. <laughs> Phil Bueller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really helped me. He made the table. We borrowed, we borrowed stuff from other people's studios. He helped pick it up. And um, he's a good he's a good barometer. And he was positive. He was like, wow. And uh, that to me is, you know, a good standard to go by. Okay, I have three minutes, exactly three minutes to land the plane because at 2.55, I am no longer the moderator Uh, and this once again becomes the (laughs) Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit Show moderated by Dr. fucking Lisa Levy. (laughs) I want everyone, everyone, everyone to go around the room and either restate something new or sorry, restate or state what you think the most important part of the people listening to this show to know about this body of work. And I'm going to start with Roman. Most important thing to know about the body of work. Or the show, just most the, important thing. Well, I think that if you, when, you, when you go in and you see the show, maybe be aware of the, the, the conceptual distance between the text and the image and the paintings and drawings and how those slippages of meaning between image and word can kind of define the character of sky i love it hmm. charlene about that. oh i'm charlene charlene what is the most important part of this project for people to know about the show timely and accessible <laughs> very good that's so emotional i love you for a good emotion <laughs> Sherilyn, what is the most important thing for people to know about the show I would say that uh, although some of the artwork can be confrontational and it can cause a lot of thought and bring up a lot of issues, the the work, the installation, all of it is a massive labor of love. And it's really born out of the fact that Lisa and I really like hanging out together. And I think that that carries through the show. That does carry through. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, your symbiotic relationship. <laughs> no, it's which, a warm like, show about cold Char- topics. What Sharon said is so true because um, I didn't go through the usual self, you know, doubt. And, I mean, that was just unbelievable. I that have 60 huge. seconds left in my time slot. Lisa, please okay, tell th- me the most important thing about the This is really show. what I want people to, this is what I hope people get out of it. And I don't think, I mean, this is a stretch, but I would love if young women could really own their sexual power and use it in a way um, intentionally that they want to, however they want to. Perfect. All right. So with my last little shred of time, I need my friend to tell us how long the show is on view, where they can see the show in the space, what the hours are, where you are, how to get to you on the MTA. Give us all the deets. Arcade Project Curatorial is located at 56 Bogart Street in Brooklyn, off the Morgan L Stop. We are open Thursday through Sunday, 12 through 6 p.m., except for now because I'm in the radio station and, um, and um, are we do um, Lisa? I think- oh yes. Let's tell them about the 28th, Saturday, the 28th, May 28th. Please come by because we are going to be doing a studio tour and you can hear 
what Sky is really talking about. You can ask questions. You can touch her. <laughs> we'll let you. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Thursday through Sunday, 12 through 6, 56 Bogart Street. Website, Instagram, what do we know? Arcadeprojectzine.com. Our Instagram is at APZine or at Project underscore curatorial. And I'm the Art Oprah on Instagram. Follow me. And how long is this project in, on view? Um, the show closes on, I think it's Friday, June 3rd. And, um, and it's, I mean, it, it is an experience. So um, go in and come to the studio and hang out. I love it. Okay. Thank you, everyone here for letting me go on this journey with you. I've known all of you for years and years and years. I love you. It was such an honor to talk about this work. I officially cede my title back to Lisa. (laughs) Thank you. I've got the last three minutes. And I I just want to say, like, um, thank you guys. Just, 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 you know, this was amazing. And thank you, Christopher. Thank you for everything. Thank you all... Jesus. Okay. You want um, to and I shit. want you to go I want you to go to Pumps, okay? Like I want you to go to Pumps. It's like such a great place. Your heterosexuality great... has affected me in the following ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, but who was uh, was cat bartending? Yes. He's oh cat. my goodness. And we it's love 10, cat. 10, 1089 Metropolitan Avenue. Go there. Meet the women. I mean, it's pretty reasonable. It's very accessible. It's super fun. If you have never or don't usually go to a strip club, this is not. This is a great place to go. They don't even have. Um, they don't even have locks. I shouldn't say this. They're very. They're very trusting people. They trust each other. Let's put it that way. They fuck you. Fuck with them. You're going to get fucked. But anyway, I, like I want to going- make sure. I just want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to uh, talk about what they've got coming up. Like, I know that Sherilyn yes. has a show coming up, and I want to make sure we get to that. Sherilyn, go. Yeah, I have an opening on June 4th. Uh, I have a show that's going to be up at La Cote La Pond, which is on South 2nd Street in Williamsburg. Uh, that show will be June 4th through June 26th, and they are paintings of people on the subway called the subway series okay anybody else i give you 30 seconds if somebody else um, has got something. okay well i am uh, the lead curator on a project enlightened peak skill it is a sculpture trail of seven light emitting or illuminated sculptures and um, the application period ends june 1st um it is the application is free it is open internationally and we're Really looking for some great work to, um, you know, to give the city of Peekskill um, the renewal um, and the artistic renewal that it deserves. Plus, it's your chance to get on Charlene's radar. So the and and you should do it as you should. And yeah, it's a chance, and it's a pretty good opportunity. Um, but I just want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn and how much we appreciate you listening to it and that I'm Dr. Lisa. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. Um, you know, this is my seven year anniversary. Woo! People. 